Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Unreal. I don't know how I got, you know who, I was listening to Patrick Carney's show, the guy, the drummer from uh, the Black Keys. I love his show. All right, so he's got a show called uh, Serious Boredom on Sirius XMU, and he played his favorite songs from 2015, or this year, excuse me, 2019, and he played a song off this album from Andrew Bird and I took a deep dive in this album and I'm telling you it's maybe one of the best albums I've ever heard Unreal this is Proxy War off that album and the album's called My Finest Work Yet and, and I'm gonna agree with that it. so uh, hey listen to the music episode that's gonna be coming up in a couple of weeks on this we do an end of the year music show with Jonah Ray Jay Logic Matt Price and we go over our favorite songs of the year because that's part of this show too we like to introduce you to music it is a blast such a great holiday thing it'll be dropping so enjoy that that's coming up soon on the show today we take a deep dive into college football as we talk to Elliot Mueller and pro football a little bit too uh, Elliot Mueller who uh, played for the University of Michigan played for the New Orleans Saints. He was an offensive lineman, center. Uh, and he talks a little bit about what it was like to be on the inside of the football machine that is big-time college football and pro football, the differences between both. And he touches on some subjects that are very relevant right now in the world of football. And, in fact, later on the show we'll have Jerry Jones, who's getting hot and heavy on Jerry Jones radio got, shows. He went and did a call in a talk, sports talk radio show, and the guy, you heard it. He questioned him a little bit. Guy said, aren't you embarrassed? And then Jerry Jones said, get a hold of yourself. You better check yourself. I mean, he went after him. Jerry Jones, uh, we'll talk to him later in the show and find out why he's flying off the handle so much. But first, we're staying in the world of the NFL. You know, it's been an interesting week for the NFL, a developing story right now as we speak. Elliot Mueller told us this, uh, that Roger Goodell is saying, look, it's over for Kaepernick. Which is interesting because it's like, can you say that? Isn't that colluding? You saying, hey, we gave him a chance. All are 25 you, teams gave him a chance. Are you allowed to speak for everybody? Yeah. What, that feels like. What if Miami suddenly needs a quarterback? Because they kind of do. You're not going to allow Miami to just pick this guy up. It feels like collusion to me. Why don't you let the free market determine what the free market determines, Roger Goodell, and not actually tell people what they should or shouldn't do? And it's interesting because when you think about the kind of game Kaepernick played, Randy, this becomes relevant to our top take because Which is that there is a, a new... changing of the guard mm-hmm. you know, in terms of offensive systems in that the way the offensive systems used to be, you'd see a guy who like a guy who played with Elliot Miller, who he blocked for Denard Robinson, who Denard Robinson was a, was an unbelievable burner. OK, ran like crazy, made some great passes, made too. some great passes, too. But. Even when he was in college, you said to yourself, he's not a pro-style quarterback. Immediately, you're like, he's going to have to be a receiver as soon as he gets to the NFL. That's what people were saying about Lamar Jackson from Louisville. 
And look what he's gone on to do this year. Look what Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, who basically did the impossible in college, which was beat beat Alabama Alabama when Alabama was at its height for Clemson. You said, that guy's a winner. Okay, maybe he doesn't have done. the best arm in the world, but he has, could... actually has a great arm. And and the truth of the matter is, what's happening now is you're seeing pro coaches and NFL coaches redesigning their offensive right. schemes around the talents of their quarterback, rather than taking quarterbacks and having them change what they do to fit the system that they have. And what it's doing, as we see, almost you know, for years the argument was, okay, yeah, that's fine; those guys will win. They can win seven, eight, nine games. Russell Wilson was sort of an out of the box guy who won a Super he Bowl. He was an outlier. He was an outlier, and everyone was like, well, the, the best is still Tom Brady. Tom Brady, you put he those guys head to head. No, you put those guys head, head to head, head with, with Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. They can't beat him. And Tom Brady can't beat him. So it's all nice and good against everybody else in lesser competition. Those guys are going to run wild all over them. But when you put them up against the GOAT, Tom Brady's going to show you why a drop straight drop back passer who can pick apart a defense, dink and dunk, and hit long passes and put balls doesn't in get tight hit windows, himself. knows how to move around within the pocket but doesn't have to leave the pocket. That guy's going to beat a scrambling well, Look, he's won six, He won six Super Bowls. Look, he's going to beat him every single time. What's happening this year, though? What are their three losses? Lost to Baltimore. Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. They lost to Deshaun Watson in Houston, and they lost to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes leans a little more towards just a pocket passer, but still. True, but he has the ability to get outside the pocket and make throws on the run and no-look throws, and the guy's just a freak of an athlete. How many yards does Deshaun Watson have this season? I don't Rushing know. Rushing arts. I can, I'll look it up, but I can tell you that uh, Lamar Jackson has over 1,000 rushing yards this season. As a quarterback, over 1,000 rushing yards. And he just shattered, and he's about to shatter, continue with more games left. Yeah, in he the shattered season. Michael Vick's record. He's going to continue. He's got three more games left. He, he could have 1,300 yards. There's no question. And if you watch Baltimore play, you say to yourself, the defenses that they're playing against have to account for Lamar Jackson taking off and running or Lamar Jackson doing a read option and. Those plays work in college. I think it's so funny. People think, oh, they're not going to work in the pros. They do. They put pressure on the linebackers to make a decision, to make a read. And if the quarterback reads what the other guy's reading and does something different, there's a vacated space. And if this guy is fast and crafty and now there are more rules protecting quarterbacks on how you can hit them, I think this is an important detail, Rand. Yeah. The rules around the NFL about hitting an exposed quarterback. If he goes into a slide, you can't touch him. That's right. So So guys can't get those shots in. They're protected in a way that Robert Griffin III wasn't protected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're protected in a way that that Harold Harold Carmack. uh, uh, Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. Antoine Randall L., who was forced to be a wide receiver. That's right. These guys who were scrambling quarterbacks, who were run-first guys, weren't protected in the same way that the current quarterbacks are protected. And now there's an right. opportunity for those guys to run, not get their heads knocked off, and survive and live to run another day. So the game has changed. Quarterbacks who have different skill sets are now being more successful. So the question I'm going to pose to you, Randy, and I want to hear your opinion because sure. I have my opinion— is this the beginning of the end for the Tom Brady quarterback? Well, this was maybe going to be the beginning of the end for Tom Brady because he's over 40. Fine. And he's, but and they he's won got the no Super receivers. And he's got no receivers, but they won the Super Bowl last year. So you just say to yourself, all right, they could do it again. But I think this provides Tom Brady with the thing that he wanted for every year that he wants. It's us against them. People are saying we can't beat him. People are saying we can't beat this type of guy. So this is the type of thing that motivates him. Yeah. The question is, can he beat him? 
Can Lamar Jackson win the time is right when the chips are down? Now, he may have that playoff game at home. He may not. It's not like he's not like they're 14 and 0. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he may have that playoff game at home. And if that playoff game is in Baltimore with Baltimore's defense and their running game with Mark Ingram, you have to think that this might be the future. You might see this dual threat quarterback. We could be watching a combination of more guys with better skills and protection of quarterback coming through. We could possibly be seeing the passing amalgam, of the, baton. the changing of the guard, That's the right. amalgam of circumstances bringing us to a new type of NFL quarterback. The Drew Breeses of the world, the Tom Brady's of the world, all those still, guys by the are way, getting still up. successful. They're still, still successful, but they're, great at, they're in the twilight That's of right. their careers. That's right. That's so right. the next batch, the next crew of quarterbacks, even if you look at a guy like Joe Burrow who comes out of LSU, that guy's a pure passer. But when he needs to get on his horse and get out of there and take off and run, I put him more in like the Aaron Rodgers category. But right. still, that might be the most like statuesque type quarterback that we see moving forward in the future. And I think mm-hmm. the league's changing. I think it's good for football. If you ask me, I think that's actually a good thing for the game of football to watch it. Well, as Elliot Miller, we already talked to him, and so we recorded that interview before doing this. As he as he explains is when you have an athlete as a quarterback who can move around and run, suddenly it puts everybody on their heels and you got to account for that guy as he makes his way through. And that's it's more exciting. It's more exciting. It's more exciting. And I do think this might be the beginning of the end for Tom Brady. Not saying they won't make the playoffs, not saying they won't win games and not saying a guy who's been there, you can never account for experience. Not saying that that guy doesn't take what he does in terms of, you know, how he, how he handles the moment and the pressure of that moment. Not saying he can't do that and rise to the challenge and get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl for a record seventh time. But I'm telling you, this may be the last year that he does it. And it's fascinating to see, and I actually think it's it's good for the game. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Elliot Mueller on the other side of this break, uh, and Jerry Jones coming up later. Very upset, Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm fiery at this point. This is Dream for Dreaming. Uh, Patrick Watson. Uh, we hope to see you guys at Flappers this Sunday in Burbank. We're doing stand-up with our buddy Dan Van Kirk and Amy Miller's doing stand-up on the show. 7 p.m. show in Burbank. We never do a full headlining set in L.A. We're doing one Sunday. Come see Get us out there. there. Uh, this is, again, Patrick Watson, Dream for Dreaming. Uh, the album's Wave. We are the Sklar Brothers. This is View from the Cheap Seats. Stay with us. Guys, with the bustling holiday season well underway, ready-to-eat meal delivery can lend a helping hand, and our good buddies at Factor, they got it. They shop, they prep, they cook, they deliver to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays. How good does that sound? Minus the hassle, that sounds even better. Plus, you know, you got 34 meals per week. Gourmet Plus, Keto, which I've been doing and I love, Calorie Smart Vegan Plus Veggie, and 36-plus weekly add-ons. You'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. My mouth is watering. I can't even do this ad. Our holidays, look, they're jam-packed. I know yours are too. Everyone's looking down the barrel of like so much busy time. If you got two minutes, you get the factor meals. They're super easy to prepare. And all of a sudden you're having like a restaurant quality meal in your own home. It's cheaper than going out. As we mentioned, 34 meals per week, 36 plus add-on options. It's amazing. It's cheaper than dining out. 
take that money that you save from, from not going out and spending money at a restaurant and spend it on the holidays, on gifts and stuff. Special occasion meal, Gourmet Plus, perfect solution. If you're looking for that, upscale. Their options are done easy. It's amazing. Look, here's what you do. Head to go.factor75.com slash sklar60. Use the code sklar60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code sklar60 at go.factor75.com slash sklar60 to get 60% off your first box. I'm telling you, this factor thing is amazing. You'll be amazed at how much time and money you save. And we all need that as we roll into the holidays. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, As promised, we got a guest, uh, somebody who has done it on the highest level, uh, somebody who has fought his way through college athletics, pro athletics, uh, and now the uh, most dangerous uh, task of his life, acting. Uh, He is Elliot Mueller, and uh, we're so glad to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us, man. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. So we watched you as a player. You played for Michigan. You were an offensive lineman. You have the word meal in your name. That somehow makes sense, oh, right? Yeah. You ate Meals many. On wheels. Did they you make ate... you? Did they just make you fatten eat? you up? Were well, they, like, they didn't have to game. make me. They didn't have to make me. They just You're had to dude. provide food for me, and Six. I took care of the rest. At Six your high, at your biggest, what were you? And where was that in the NFL when you were on the Saints, or was or it when in... you played in Canada? Yeah, when I was um, when I was playing in college, I was three ten. And then I had to bump up to 315 a little bit. And then. Uh, was that a hard bump? Do people like, explain it to people who don't understand what that means? Because they might be, just be like, all right, fine, eat 310, 315. It's the same thing. It's <laughs> yeah. not the same thing. Yeah, I mean, they were not happy. I came in, I weighed in, you know. Basically, what you do is your coaches, if they give you a weight, all positions have a weight. Um, and, you know, it's based on how you look on film. Hey, you're quicker. Have you put, you're looking a little slow. Have you put on some weight? Where should yeah. you? So your coach kind of helps you figure out a, the right place for you. Weight is the, is the symptom of another cause that like, you're like, <laughs> yeah. Hey man, you're too slow. Or like, yeah, there's, hey man, there's you're, times on you're film getting where it's pushed like, around too much. Exactly. Exactly. So when yeah. you're watching film, a coach might, you know, approach you and it's different for everybody. Yeah. For me, it was very easy to put on weight. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. For me too. So. Yes, to this day. I get to it. To this day. Oh, just you just are uh, like, I, you can gain it very quickly. Well, so you have yes, to be like careful, like now yeah. in life as like a human, like a like a yes. civilian. <laughs> yes, because it's very hard to reframe your mind. I have this conversation with teammates all the time. It's hard when you get out to reframe your mind that, you know, in college I could eat whatever, two pizzas and not even blink. That's right. I don't need that. I'm not as active anymore. Right. And, and so now it's hard to go to the pizza place and be like, yeah, one slice will one, do. Yeah. One slice oh, will you do. Your mind so for much. years, you know, for years, my mind was, I can eat as much as I want, no right. effect. And that's like the very definition of your eyes are bigger than what, it, but meanwhile, you yeah. can finish it. Yes. You shouldn't, but you can. <laughs> because you're but burning. I don't have practice. I don't have lifting tomorrow. I'm not right. going to burn it off, you know. And, and You're so, not burning uh, 3,000 calories, which that, is what you yeah. were doing. And at the same time, there were guys like running backs that looked like Greek gods who could just eat whatever they wanted and never be affected. Never so have you're it. like, Dude, oh thanks a lot, man. God. My coach is over here making me run two miles after practice because you know I was two pounds over. Oh my god! So, Did that happen to you? Yeah, yeah. So that's where my senior year, I was, you know, I was generally like three hundred to three ten my whole career. Right. Then my senior year, they're like, hey, we think you could put up another. Um, five you know, pounds. five pounds. Yeah. So, um, and part of it was because it's like you keep coming in at three twelve. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You gotta help me. I don't want to run two miles. They're yeah. like, all right, three fifteen. Three fifteen, stay under that. 
and you're good. So, and then when I got to the NFL, it was three twenty-five. Wow, is where they wanted me, and that's a little different. Instead of running two miles, and I, I think it differs from team to team. Mm-hmm. But I know when I was with the Saints, it was a five hundred and twenty-five dollar fine for every pound you were over your weight. It's like, when you, weight. It's like when you return a uh, car that you're leasing and it has more miles on it. They're like <laughs> a dollar a put, mile, bro. Put too many miles on this stomach. Yes. Five hundred and twenty-five dollars a pound. Over. Yeah. Yeah. So, over or under? Over, over. If you were under, now, if you if they told you to be 325 and you were like 319, they they I don't think they would fine you, but they would say, hey, we want you to bump it up, try to get into the, the 20s. But if you're over- And their um, reasoning is- you got. We don't want you being pushed around. Like we, you're you're yeah. too light. Yeah. It's, what if you're like I'm stronger and I'm faster and I'm more agile? They don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, it's you know I guess you can have that conversation, but it is based on like, you know, if you're getting uh, if you're getting bull rushed and you're getting pancaked and you're an offensive lineman, it's kind of like um, we need you to put on some weight and the evidence is here, so don't argue with me. But you I don't want to argue that. with them at all. <laughs> Maurice Jones-Drew said this to us. After his year where he rushed for 1,608 yards or 1,606 yards, whatever he did for the for the Oakland Raiders, he comes back the next year and he's in, like, you know, fall camp, preseason. And he misses a hole. He gets the, he gets the handoff and misses a hole. Now, he's the starting running back. He just had one of the greatest... You put it up there; it's like one of the best yards, a hundred average, a hundred yards I think it was a game. for Jacksonville. It might have been for Jacksonville. I can't remember who it was from. He That's mi- who I think of, but yeah, he misses a hole, and coach is, coach like, is like, "Next guy, next guy, next guy up." One play in practice, he misses a hole. Now that is what you're telling me, and what that tells me is it is a business. You don't argue with the guys unless you're, you know, Tom mm-hmm. Brady. You can argue with them, but like you don't argue with the guys. Who your coach is, you just do what they tell, or else you're gone. They don't want to like deal with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think I think the NFL, at least the position I was in, I was kind of a, Were you a free agent. I was a free agent. Yeah. Well, it's funny the the Saints. You know, they say, hey, we like you at center. You played center at Michigan your last year. We like you. We like you. As soon as you get there, they go, oh, you're a center. You're a guard. You're playing each other's positions. I was like. Thought I was coming here to play center. You know, this yeah. guy's like, I don't even know how to snap. I've never snapped wow. before. So it's Whoa. like, who can play each other's position better? Because we need a guy that we can that can play a bunch of positions. It's Versatility position. is key in the NFL. It's key in the NBA. Versatility yeah. now. It's changed to that. You're not just a guy. We need you to guard four, three, four, and you know, two, yeah. three, and four. So if they switch out on a defense, we need that. Or for yeah. football, they're like, hey, this guy went down. We need you to slide over. Exactly, exactly. And, and every team is different in philosophy, but... Um, yeah, you know, I think in the NFL for me, it was kind of like, all right, you guys want me at 325? I'll be 325. That's mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. And that's cool with me. I think college, there's a little bit more, um, at least in my experience, there's a little bit more conversation where you can, you're, I think you're, you know, you're there for four or five years. And so there's a little bit more. Is it, there, is it more fun? Does co- college feels like on some level that like there might be a little more fun in it? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, most of the guys that it, I, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of the guys I talk to that are in the NFL or, or were in the NFL, it's not as enjoyable. I think partly, and I had just a little taste of it, but I think partly is because you're like there were guys I was in the locker room with that I looked up to when I was a little kid. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, I'm in the locker room with this guy, and it's a little bit of hey, what do we, you know, in college, it's. We're all in the same dorm. That's You're right. right down the hall. What That's are we right. doing tonight? Where yeah. are we going? Yeah. Right. Are you in this class? NFL, it's like, no, I have a wife and kids. Yeah. I'm going yeah. home. Yeah. See, See you. Later. And you're, you know, you're the rookie that's coming for my job. You know, am I going to help you that much? Yeah. Whereas in college, it's like, oh, he's a freshman. You know, you're going to hang out. teach him the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be here. Someone's going to, you know, 
uh, over time, someone's going to take your job. Okay, and, and so then here's my question. This is all. This is so fascinating. You only something you can understand if you've been in that locker room before. So how do you take a group of guys who are all making money? Some guys more than others. You know, maybe some guy guys getting gunning for other mm-hmm. people's jobs. How do you take sixty of those people and turn them into a team? I, with all one, they care goal. about each other. They care about each other and care about the goal. Is that? Do the great coaches do it, or what is the magic sauce to make that happen? I think it's you know I think it's a, a combination of things. I think coaches mm-hmm. and and having you know someone like in New Orleans like a Drew Brees who I thought was an awesome guy, super yeah. nice. Even to someone like me, you know, he'd come and sit with. Hey, you're from the Big Ten, all right? You know, yeah. talk with you and stuff. I think you have great leaders like that. Um, you know, and I I've talked to guys that are just kind of like, yeah, I just. Not feeling, you know, it. I the quarterback, you know, he's not as cool. My the offensive line I'm working with, mm-hmm. none of us really hang out because we're each into different things and we're we're cool with each other, but we don't hang out. There's no camaraderie outside of what's there. Yeah, so I think you know if you're a coach, you know, like when I was in New Orleans, um, you know, Coach Payton, he took us out to like a go kart track, uh-huh. like an actual one where you're. I don't know how fast we were going, but like helmets and like the real deal yeah, racing. Right. You know, we went to that a couple times, had food. You get to know guys. And, and everybody when I was in New Orleans was nice, but you're just at different parts in your life. So it's it's trying to make that connection where you're not all in dorms now. It's like, no, some of these guys have been playing for 10 years. And they're living in their own house with their own crowd of people around them. And they have they a have life. An entourage this is their job. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, And plus, you know, like in my experience – I'm I'm with you know my friends are the guys that I'm competing with because we're all rookies we're offensive linemen yeah. we're spending you know our time together. Next thing you know that guy's cut and he's gone. Yeah, and you're like, okay, that was my one. Okay, who am I? Oh, yeah, who am I going to be friends with? Now? Wait, now I have two buddies. Everybody's cool for the most part. Yeah, but there's a couple guys. Yeah, that I'm closest with, and we're going through this together, and and one of them's gone, and now this guy. Now we're competing. You know, it's, yeah, it's just tough. a different vibe. It's yeah. No, I don't think anybody's complaining that they are playing and making a lot of money to no. play a sport. No, but, but so, it is a different vibe. Okay, so so this is a good segue into something that happened recently, and that you know you just said today. Did you hear the news that Roger Goodell is saying? Okay, that's Colin Kaepernick's last chance. We're like, and we, our like, discussion they, was like, I know, who are you to say that it's his last why, chance? I, I, yeah. Are you allowed to do that? If you do that, then you are essentially saying, as a league, we're saying none of you we're owners colluding against this. Dude. You're, you're essentially showing yourself to collude right there by saying we all gave him a chance. And I feel like that's what his agent was and he was upset about. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's issues with him on the on his approach of things. But, like, there was the fear that if I go to this practice thing at Atlanta, you know, at the where the, the Mercedes Dome or wherever it is, whatever mm-hmm. it is in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. If I go to this thing in Atlanta, okay, the Georgia Dome or wherever they play. No media allowed. No media allowed. 25 teams are there. All 25 teams can get together afterwards and say, he didn't have it. Yeah. Well, we were like, well, can we see what he did? No, we saw. he he He's not good anymore. So they can all say, all right, we finally put this Colin Kaepernick thing to bed because we all looked at him and 25 different teams can't be wrong. So they can't actually collude against him with nobody saying. That's why he wanted to make sure that there were media people there. Right. So I can understand that. So now they're coming out. It kind of proves his point. Yeah, you know, I, I with that whole situation, I kind of see, I do see both sides of it, regardless of how you feel about, uh, you know, whatever his views or messages. I can tell you that every football team I've been a part of, it's always been about no distractions. Right. No distractions, no distractions. I don't care what it is. 
so I, I think, and I, I just observing, it seems like the teams are like, well, we don't want to, if we sign him, it's going to be, why isn't he starting? Is he going to start? Why did he play? You know, you played him. I think that they maybe, that's their thing against it. But for Roger Goodell to come out and be like, you're all out. It's so weird. You're just out. No I think gonna... that is strange. And I'm I'm honestly surprised a team hasn't. Because he does have a chance talent. On him. Yeah, yeah. You know, Look at and some if, of the guys playing quarterback in the league. Miami. You're like, oh, that, tell that's me, like, I, you don't want to <laughs> have a guy maybe come in and rush for a bunch of yards and just like that's get who you I some touchdowns. Of. But I'm also, like, like, you're struggling. Bring him in and and give him a chance, especially the the way uh, the league is you know, going. The pro style quarterback thing is kind of like fading out. It's like, well, why would you? Well, it's you? almost like. Look, if Lamar Jackson and those and Russell Wilson and those guys are Lamar the, Jackson, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, they are the future of this league. Yeah, so really, can we call guys who just drop back and pass pro style quarterbacks anymore? These guys are all the pros, right? Right? They're going to be yeah, the yeah. all pros, exactly, exactly. So the old way of thinking what a pro style quarterback was, you know, it's it's uh, it seems to be fading, and they it, might have to call it like a pocket tradi- passer. a pocket passer or right, like. Right. A, Get back to the dual threat of it all. You're like Lamar Jackson just rushed for a thousand yards, yeah. and we're not even near done with the season. Oh, what yeah. if he gets fifteen hundred yards? That's possible. It's in, it's insane. And you think to me, I I always wondered because I when I was at Michigan, you know, we had the spread Denard offense Robinson, and Denard, Denard Robinson, Robinson, and as a defense, you just you can't account for even as an offensive lineman blocking for someone like Denard. I he would make you right. You know, you might yeah. miss a block or something, and you end up like, well, the play's going this way, but I'm blocking my guy that way. Denard would just cut around you, and, and you're like, his well, I, vision. I did my job. Yeah, yeah. He just made me, he's so fast. He made my miss block as a he's down the block. <laughs> as he's down the field, Elliot's like, you're welcome, buddy. Yes, yeah, yeah, I can't dude. wait for film. I'm going to get yelled at. But, hey, at least we scored the touchdown or got you're the first welcome, down. Buddy. So I think, you know, to me, I, I never understood where they're like, well, that's not going to work in the NFL. Other and, than, you know, I think they don't want the quarterback to get hurt. Yeah, but if Denard, if Denard came out today... I think with the success of Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. I think when Denard went into the league, everyone was like, oh, he's got to be a receiver. Like immediately, yeah. no one even took Wasn't into account question. the fact that like maybe he could lead, maybe he could run an offense. Right. Who knows? I mean, look, he's that I guy. I just think you're going to start to see a lot more kit. You're going to start to see the best athlete overall mm-hmm. start to, at a younger age, develop his throwing skills yeah. and, dev- and you say okay alright man you, you got a real shot to be the like, people are going to say you're going to be the next Lamar Jackson you're going to be the next Deshaun Watson they're not yes. going to say you're the next Tom Brady who I mean goat without a doubt yeah, yeah. no question of course what's interesting is now and I want to get your take on that I mean do you root for Michigan guys in the league just because the, the, of the team the camaraderie of the school and whatnot even if you didn't play with them Absolutely, yeah. I, I try to pull for. It's funny because I don't really have an NFL allegiance. I grew up a Browns fan, and Sorry. and uh, <laughs> yeah. No, they were. When I when I when you were uh, a kid, you were a kid in the late nineties. Yeah, yeah. Mostly. So they they were they, they came back. I think eighties uh, with like Bernie Kosar. Eighties like yes. with Bernie Kosar, Brian Seib, uh, Brent, Brian Brennan, Testaverde was no, no no he was on the Jets. Uh, yeah. But like they were, they were fun. Those teams yeah. were actually really fun. So you know, that's who I grew up watching and would go to games and stuff. But now, you know, I don't really have an allegiance. I obviously I'll pull for the Saints because yeah. they gave me a chance. That's but right. they also fired me. But it's like you know what? <laughs> it right. was the one team that took a chance on me. They, right. But for the most part, I pull for Michigan guys and uh, and like my buddies. If we're we're yes, out at the bar watching, friend. we need the Eagles to win. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm with the Eagles. Let's do it. That's you know. Right. So right. I, I I don't really have an allegiance. But yes, you, I in general guys. I'll pull for the Michigan guys. So okay, on the Brady tip because he the the Patriots have had trouble with who do they lose to this year? 
Who are the lot? Who are their losses Chiefs, this year? Pat Chiefs, Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, yep. Ravens, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Houston, Deshaun Watson. What is the combination of those three? You got three quarterbacks that can do unbelievable mm-hmm. things more than just a. They didn't. He didn't lose to Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> yeah. Is my point. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yes. he didn't lose to a stand in the back statue passing guy. So the question is, is that? Because Brady for years was like, it's us against them. They don't respect us. I'm like, yeah. they do. Mountains high, even though you're standing on top like, of the mountain. They do respect you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everybody respects you. You're the GOAT. Even those guys, when they beat them, you know, they're like getting interviews. They're like, well, he's the greatest quarterback ever. He's the best player to ever play the game. Like, right. you know, but yeah, we like beat no, him. Yeah, that's right. I know. Like I they mean, respect yeah. even, even the Giants, when they beat him, were like, he's the best, but we <laughs> want to be. But oh, yeah. and even those guys, yes, I'm saying even like Lamar Jackson and exactly. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, they, they yeah. know that and they recognize that and he is. But now Brady actually has has fodder where he can say people are burying us they're mm-hmm. putting dirt on our grave so it's like a motivating thing do you think he'll get the team back or do you where you, who do you think makes it is this the year that the baltimore ravens kind of step in there i i i kind of think so i mean i i obviously never discount tom brady and the patriots but i think it seems like these guys are just uh, running wild, and I don't know if in a season you can kind of figure out how to defend that. Because you really just can't. You can't account. Injury. That's the only uh, yeah. way to defend it. Is, uh, is If one of those guys go down, then that team looks very different. If the Chiefs lose Pat Mahomes, they're not going to yeah. do it. And oh, for same, sure. And same with each of those other teams. So yeah. they're a little exposed. Mm-hmm. The injury thing. But if all things stay the same, you got to believe that, like, Perhaps one of yeah. those guys. I think it's just very difficult, especially in a season. You know, I think the NFL's, it's obviously like Lamar Jackson. Everybody's like, holy cow, this is crazy. And I think it's hard in season to try to figure out how to, you know, stop someone like right. that. What is it, this is how we're, we're preparing. Because, you know, if you're, if you're playing the Buffalo Bills, you know, you're preparing a certain way during the week. And then the next week, you try to simulate for the, the scout team defense or for the, the starting defense with your scout team and practice players, or whatever, you try to simulate. And what the quarterback's going to do. Because he's a unique talent. So you got to have, like, you know, if you're the Saints or whatever, you'll have Teddy Bridgewater running around and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like trying to 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 create that, and it's it's hard to do. Because you just really can't you can't account for it. It's like if he's standing back there, well, you're in coverage. Oh, now he's running. It's like, well, whose guy is it? Right. Also, if you the come, unless you the waste coverage, a guy and you just have a guy standing following yeah, If you him, come you know? off the coverage, he stops behind the line and just drops it over your head, and then you lost your guy. It, it, they force you to make a move. They put yeah. you in a spot and force you to get compromised. And that's the same stuff we used to do with the Nardi. You know, you'd have, you'd have reads where you're reading the defensive end. If the end crashes down and takes the running back, he keeps it and, and goes around. around so where the the end just, you know, you see the defensive end that just stands and kind of waits and sees. Hand it off. He's making him hand it off. Well, you can do the same thing with, with linebackers, you know. You can say the defensive end, the defense is going, well, he's reading the end, he's reading the end. Well, now you're actually reading the backside linebacker. If the yeah. backside linebacker crashes. Now we're passing it to the slot receiver cutting He's across right here. behind him. You know what I'm now saying? There's a vacated so, spot. So it's hard. It's like how do you? You can't this be guy, right. You this can't be right. One guy does more things that forces your defense to account for more things, which could put someone forces in forces guys to have to make a choice. Yes, and the choice could be you got a 50-50 chance, and yeah. if you can disguise what you're doing and make them think it's one thing. Right. Then you have like a 75% chance that you're going to deep it's, the guy out. Yeah, it's like you always say. It's just like the, they can't be right. The defense can't be right. So, so Michigan hasn't had a dual threat guy since like that since Bernard. And we keep losing to the nemesis, the rival, the team that, yeah. that we can't be from Ohio. And, and, you know, I mean, again, this is one inter- one interesting thing that came out about it when when interviewed about 
the Ohio State campus, Justin Fields says, I'll tell you about it when I set foot on it, basically, that he oh took online God. courses. You know, there's, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't spend it. Because you had to go to class. Yeah. You had to go oh, to class. You had to Absolutely. take classes. Sherry Acho was an old friend oh, of yeah. ours. Oh, really? You had okay. to go yeah, to yeah. class. You had to like, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. it was a little bit more of an, of an overall experience. So, And that prepared you for what you are doing now because football yeah. wasn't forever for you. You played in Canada. You played the Arena League. Absolutely. But now you have another career that mm-hmm. is like you need an education. Obviously, you're an actor, but like you need an education to get you to figure out what you're going to do. Next. And it feels yeah. like the argument right now as people try to figure out the talent gap in college football, because in our opinion, we talked about this last week on the show, there is a talent gap. There's like three or four teams. And There's then seven, everyone... six or seven teams that are fan bases that are happy right now. Yes. And everyone else is upset. Yeah. But and like, there's how a you, gap. So how are you going to close the gap? <laughs> We're sitting here now. I'm telling you right now, and I know you love Michigan, and I know we love yeah. Michigan too. There is no way the three of us believe that there is even a 5% chance outside of injury that Michigan walks into the shoe next year and beats that team. There's just not... Anything yeah. can happen on any day, but... Of course, of course. It yeah. would have to be something that we could not, predict. in our wildest dreams, predict. And you have to you have to look at the, the evidence that you've been given, and it's like, you know, we've got... Would we give up, like, 99 points or something like that in yeah, the last two, two years games. against them? Over 100. Like, over 100 points in the last yeah, two years. It's, it's, it's like... It's, it's Yeah. So you have to base it off that, and you're like, geez, our defense... You know, the one credit I, I gave Michigan was la- after last uh, year's game... You know, I go, there has to be changes. We have to get different coaches. And it doesn't always mean that the coach is bad, but it's like, it's just not working Different here. system, we need maybe. You, yes, we need some so new eyes on So they did get a this. new system in. They put in a new offense. Yes, a new offense. And you'd think, you know, I think Don Brown's great, but it's it's like, okay, let's not let what happened last year happen again. And, and then it but basically it in a does. Diff- but it happened in a different, different way. way. It did, So he yes. shut down so, one thing and then another thing. Ha- and it's like, they're just too... And you say to yeah. yourself, they're just too good. And then you say to yourself, well, it's a football factory of sorts. You know, like they're bringing guys in and they're not going to... They can take online courses, which makes it a lot easier to mm-hmm. just focus on football all the, you know, there isn't yeah. a lot of like, you have to be a class these days and you have to be here. and do, you They're have not to- going like, should we take this five-star guy who, <laughs> of questionable character or are we trying to build a team? Right. So, so but fine. All that being said, you don't want to begrudge them. They've done an unbelievable, yeah. the unbelievable job. Same thing with Clemson. If you're Virginia or North Carolina, are you saying, oh, we're going to walk into Clemson and win next year? Nobody is. They're right. going to be better next year than they were yeah. this past year. If you're Oklahoma, Kansas State is like, we maybe got a shot if we beat them on our fi- and everything goes <laughs> yeah. wrong and they still almost lost. That's that's the biggest issue is is like, yes, Michigan, like even this year, I went to the game and I was like, you know, I really think and you know it's bad. I'm from Ohio, so I'm back home for Thanksgiving and all this in Ohio, hanging out with the people in, in my town hometown of Wasion. And it's bad when Ohio State fans are coming up to me going, you know, I think this is your guys' year. We're number one. We're yeah, we're yeah. just ripe for a big upset. And I'm it's like, it's bad when Ohio State fans right. are is in a weird like, in a weird a, way almost like cheering for but Michigan. They want it, but they want so okay, so so but this is why why college football is so great. So I think about the rivalry of at Michigan State with Michigan and Michigan State. Now that's a V some say a more intense, fierce rivalry right now. And you look at the way Michigan State is trending and you look at the last yeah. four years of that game and you say to yourself, take the John O'Cornier out of it. Right. You say to yourself, you look at next year, you're like, how is Michigan State going to compete with Michigan next year? They don't have the recruits. They don't. I mean, yeah. this was their best shot with their best quarterback. Next year, it's going to be worse. Like, 
that game, the juice, the air, the excitement, the grit of that game is gone a little bit. Yeah. And D'Antonio, is he going to be around? Is he not going to be around? So now the rivalry is not as fun. Even mm-hmm. if you're on the winning side, it can't be fun. This can't yeah, be yeah. fun for Ohio State at this point. Like, it's not... You yeah, they, love, have, they love beating yeah. Michigan in their powerhouse, and they're, I think they're the best team in college football this year. Like, I yeah. think they should win it all. Yeah. So, But the question is, like... Is you it know, fun? Is it fun? Is it fun for the fans? I mean, it's certainly not a an enjoyable rivalry where they're nervous. Like they're not nervous at all. Like next year yeah. as well. If I told, if I pulled literally every single Ohio State fan, not one would say Michigan's got a shot next year. We haven't even played a game yet. Right. And right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there is little to no chance Michigan wins that game. They could be yeah. eleven. And by the way, I'm looking at their schedule. I'm looking at how it breaks for them for Michigan. They could be eleven and zero going into that game. There is yeah. no question. There's a real shot for them to go eleven and zero. Washington, which was going to be a tough game, they just lost their coach. They're going right, to have a new right. coach, a new system, new That's guys. Tough, it's going to yeah. take a while. It's tough. They ended the year really. It was tough. I, like they've got you a lot. Don't of, have Notre Dame. You got Penn State at home. You got Wisconsin at home. You got a lot of things yeah. lining up the right way. You're at Minnesota, which could be tough, but like. Yeah. So, so you have some chances to it's favorable, lose. Favorable, yeah. You have some. Yeah. You might be nine and two. You might be ten and one. You might be eleven and zero. Okay, right. there's a shot. If you're eight and three, forget about it. But if you're nine and two, ten and one, eleven and zero going into that game, even eleven and zero going into that game, you're going to be up ranked very high. Yeah. You're going to be up near the top. Ohio <laughs> State is not is going to be undefeated going into yeah, that game. Yeah. So you are really going to have a shot to that people are going to come back. But I'm telling you, no matter what. There really is no chance that you're going to win that game because they know exactly how to play you, unless something unforeseen happens. Sure, sure. And I, I think I think this is where the player part of me comes in, where it's like, you know, I don't know what's going on in practice. I don't know what they're focusing on. Um, because I know as a player, there were a lot of times where you make game plans, you have ideas, you say this, is, and then you go watch the film, and it's like you're not executing. So it's like the right game plan is there, but we didn't execute, and that's why we lost, those types of things. But... Yeah, it's frustrating, especially when I saw some stat, you know, whatever it was, like in the, in the last five years, Ohio State has lost to like like two seasons ago. They, didn't they lose to like at Purdue? Right. They've lost to like Michigan State. One, and you're lost like to Maryland last year. Yeah, you know, and those are the things that I see. And I'm like, God, how are these teams? So but I think you, you know they're so prepared. And I I grew up. And I don't know if I told you, but I grew up an Ohio yeah. State fan, diehard, wow, diehard. And um, you know, I hate was to that say hard it, but there is to to jump across, uh, yes what did your no. family yes say? No. Yeah, because my family, by Ohio State? yeah, yeah, I came down to Ohio State, in Michigan, and and basically Michigan recruited me very early into my junior year at the the end of my football season, and it was kind of like I knew some Mac schools offered me, and I was like, this is my dream come true, and then Michigan actually showed up at my school, and I was like, yeah, I was like, oh wow, and they were coming after me super hard. Ohio State came in a little bit, like, I don't know, a month or two later, and they were kind of like, yeah, we want you, but we kind of already have guys. And mm-hmm. and it just the vibes weren't, you know. And then Ann Arbor, I'd never been there. I hated Michigan, never really yeah. been there before. I'd been to one game as a kid. And, yeah. you know, I get there, and it just swept me off my feet. And Coach Carr and the, you know, I could go on and on about but the tradition and everything, whereas I was going to Columbus, I was like, oh, this is just a city that has, like, a college here. Mm-hmm. Ann Arbor, it's like, it's the university that just, you know, happens mm-hmm. to have a city with it. That's and, right. As you guys know, like I fell in love with it, but um, so yeah, it came down to both. But I, I will say, growing up in Ohio as an Ohio State fan, like it is bred in you to hate Michigan, mm-hmm. and I think it trickles down, you know, the fan base and in into the Ohio State's organization. 
It's like they really want to beat Michigan. That, and and I, I think that is... And, and I, that maybe isn't the same way the other way around. Yeah, and Michigan, don't get me wrong, you want to beat Ohio State. It's not like you know guys are working hard and everything, but I, I think it's almost like... <laughs> I joke, I'm like, it's not a healthy obsession that you know to my Buckeye friends. Yeah. Having been on both sides, it's like, it's not exactly healthy, but it is an obsession. I, I go back to Columbus a few times. I have my brother Blake and his wife live there. And, uh, you know, I'll go back for like state basketball, high school boys basketball. It's a big tradition in Ohio. I go back still to this day. And I'm walking on Ohio State's campus and I see like, you know, F Harbaugh and, mm-hmm. and Harbaugh's 0 and 4, 0 and 5, like hanging in the psych building windows in March. Yeah. I'm like, this is year round for That's these guys. Right. The, the the M's don't just get X'd out like on the week of the the game. It's like they they are obsessed with it. Yeah, which and so, it, and I'm like, I love they're still obsessed with it, and it's not even a rivalry anymore. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not. You can't even say that. But I feel like that's the same with the. The, the teams in the ACC. It's the same. I mean, the only reason Alabama lost the games this year is because they lost their quarterback. quarterback yeah. They would have won both of those games. Maybe they lose to LSU, but they're still in the playoff yes. because Georgia loses. They you have know what a mean? chance. Yeah, they don't yeah. lose that other game. They, with their backup, they almost beat Auburn. So I'm saying, like, right. it's, you know what I mean? Like, Alabama every once in a while. And when LSU loses Joe Burrow, Alabama's going to come back oh, again yeah. next year and they'll dominate again next year. So, like, there are a lot of fan bases. I don't think that's good for college college football and this is the last thing I'm going to ask you and then we'll take a break so now with this thing being passed in potentially in California and in other states the idea that players can basically Benefit. make money off their own likeness right. the, the worry or the fear is that some you're going to get to the Tua ta, Taglavoa mm-hmm. you know uh, Toyota Tungavailoa Tungavailoa <laughs> Uh, Toyota, and he's right. going to be on there, and he's going to get two million dollars just to have his face on there because the boosters pull together and give him that money, and so of course he's going to go to Alabama. But the the flip side is that maybe some guy who's a really good player, his family needs a hundred thousand dollars, and he's <laughs> yeah. somewhere. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. baseline might be enough to get a guy to your school if you can For do sure. it that way. For sure. How I do think you feel it'll be interesting. That? I think it'll be interesting. I've I've been of the belief somewhere, you know, I don't know how detailed, but I've had teammates, you know, I've had this discussion with, and uh, we always used to say that, you know, you definitely should be able to get more money because I, I, I was very fortunate. My family supported me through college and everything, and there are a lot of guys that don't have that. I mean, I had teammates that would come in, and, you know, you go to these uh, recruiting visits with your family, your parents, brothers, whatever, and it's like there would be guys that were there with their head coach, which isn't normal, but then you realize like they don't even have parents support. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't even know what. You're yeah, like, how, are they around? Yeah, like is this your head coach? Are you living with him? Like, yeah. how does this work? Yeah, and, right. And so they, when they get to college, it's a whole different story because now you're really on your own. Mm-hmm. How do you eat? And how do you clothe yourself? And, That's and, right. and how do you get to practice? You know, and so Jeez. I something has to be done. You know, and at the same time, like John Bacon always used to make the argument that the thing that makes college football and like college hockey has a a great specific following is that these guys could go to the pros but they chose to to come Mm -hmm. and play football here not for money but for passion and that's why fans at least me like nfl i don't have really much of allegiance but college it's like oh these guys are playing football at michigan because they like the campus Mm -hmm. they like the tradition they like the same things that i liked it's the difference you talked about it's like the fact that you're a team and And you take care of the freshmen and all that and it's not and it's not about money so where and that's john bacon's argument i I don't want to put words in his mouth but i always remember in general yeah he would say that's why it's so neat 
because these guys are coming here for the same reasons all the other students are. They just happen to play football. But um, when you throw money in it, does that ruin the sanctity of it? I don't know. Look at how much an education costs, though. Uh, like yeah. a Michigan education is two hundred thousand dollars. Yes, true. that's yes. true. But sometimes people need that money right away. And you I know, think you so should, I think, but so that is the one argument. The other side is, if the university is profiting on you yeah. and your image, that feels un-American. Yes, in that, like, if you could, let's say, you could get a job working at a, you know, working at a marketing firm in the summertime just to make money for yourself like yeah because you're a talented person because they they're getting so if you could do that what if you know why yeah, could yeah. you get it i mean and, that and that's the, money yeah i i and that's the thing i think that you definitely deserve that money i always use the example of um, my senior year in 2012 at michigan i remember walking on campus and uh and i saw a guy wearing an adidas shirt with a winged helmet on it with dreads coming out of it and I go, they are literally making money off the Nard Nard's Robinson's image. haircut. Yeah, his haircut. Didn't have his face, didn't even have his number or name. Just, just a winged dread. helmet, dreads coming out of it. And I'm like, so I told him jokingly, I go, hey, cut your hair and just shave your head and change your number. And he's, you know, he laughed. He's like, I've joked about doing that just yeah. to kind of screw. But he's like, Coach Hoke will not let me change you know, my number. <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm sure I that's, know, you know, that's from it. way up. So it's like, so to me, you know, like I said, in, in, in short, I've had the discussion with teammates even when I was in college. And it seems like something... I think a lot of people would agree on is that maybe one, you get more money, however you want to set that up. Like every player in the team should get some more, uh, some amount of money to be able to live. And if you're a Denard Robinson and you could be making tons of money, that maybe that money goes into some kind of a fund that once you graduate, this is what, this what we, we said. said, you know, okay. So, this show. Like an escrow account. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Something like, because he deserves that money. Sure. I don't care if it's right. to take college reward, football, all this stuff. You he reward does, him for graduating though. You say, yes. so here's the thing. If you leave two years early, you get half that money. If you leave three years early, if you, if you yeah, go yeah, three yeah. years, you get three quarters of that money. If you go all four yeah. years, you get all of that money and that goes to you. I, I, I think, you know, and I, like I said, you know, I'll leave it that's to greater great. minds to break down the details that's a smart idea but i think that's fair you say greater minds you mean us yes of course okay. you guys got to figure it out clearly so, so to me that makes me feel good that these guys are still coming here and, and you know and there's still maybe negotiation like maybe alabama's got some connections to different things but you know maybe michigan steven steven ross you know being yeah. able to pull you know i don't know what all businesses he's in but hey mm-hmm. we can get you a commercial on this thing i think you should be allowed to do that and then at the base of it You've got guys like I remember being a player, and you used to on paper. You technically like if you wanted to buy me lunch or something, like well, technically I can't do that, or I have to report like weird stuff. Like they can't sign autographs mm-hmm. for money, mm-hmm. even at the base level. That stuff is so. Like, like if what? you and I met in the union, and I was like, "Hey, bud, I got a meal plan. I'm gonna get two Subway sandwiches. You can have the second one." Yeah, if like, you're technically if you're a football player, a friend of mine, a dorm buddy. You technically can't do that. Yeah, technically you're not supposed to. I, 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 again, I kind of forget if it's well, you, you're allowed to, but you have to report it or something. You know, yeah, silly stuff like that. Where I'm like, I can't sign my autograph. Like if some mm-hmm. autograph guy wants to hire me for an hour to do autographs, mm-hmm. I can't do that mm-hmm. until I'm done with college. Like, come all, on, let it all go in the escrow account. Yeah, put it, put it in the account. Yeah, hey. Put it yeah. in the account. Put it in the graduation fund. All right, let's take a break. Uh, yes. When we come back, we'll talk more to uh, Elliot about. Uh, we got some uh, quick hit stories and uh, what he's doing now. This is uh, really cool. Love if possible is the name of this song from uh, Shintaro Sakamoto. Uh, our end of the year music episode is coming up, so I'm very excited about that in the new year. We're recording gonna... that on Sunday. That's our, uh, us and some really great music minds. P- each of us pick our three favorite songs from 2000, three or four, nineteen, three or four, and then. 
our buddy Jay Logic puts together a master Apple playlist that if you follow him on Apple Music, you, Apple Music, you can get a full like four. 14 hours of music from us that there represents 2019. All right, Elliot Mueller's with us. It's View from the Cheap Seas. Uh, we'll be right back after this. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, our guest is uh, the great Elliot Mueller. He played for the University of Michigan. He played football uh, football for Michigan as an offensive lineman, center his senior year, but guard and center played for a brief period of time with the New Orleans Saints, then went to play Montreal. Yes, sir. Played in the in the uh, CFL. Had to go 110 yards down the field in the CFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, yards. Uh, a lot of talent up there, but a lot of talent yeah. up there in the CFL. Our buddies uh, Jay Onright and uh, and Dan O'Toole from uh, oh, yeah. TSN from up the there. Center. Those guys, fantastic. They'll tell you. CFL, a lot of lot of good talent people. Warren Moon, the greatest. Uh, Doug oh, yeah. Flutie, Warren Moon, they both had fantastic careers up there. We said there should be a children's book called Goodnight Warren Moon. Right? <laughs> it's just him saying goodnight to all the teams that he beat. Uh, and then now you were living in Los Angeles. Are you living in LA? Yeah. Living yeah. in LA, acting. How's that going? How did that life prepare you for this life? Um, you know, I actually got started with acting when, um, in, in so many ways, when I used to do my Brady Hoke impression in front of the Michigan <laughs> football team. Can you do so one? We, Let's hear just a little, a little piece of it. Uh, we got the Sklar brothers here. Good. It's a hell of a duo. Uh, <laughs> born in St. Louis, raised at Ricks in Ann Arbor. <laughs> hell of a team. Two damn good men. I can tell you that. I That's, can, I can tell you that. It's so good. <laughs> People probably loved it. Oh yeah! Anytime so, you can just shit on your coach in a great way, in, in a fun a way, in a loving dudes. way, it's, like pure it's roasting. Yeah, you can't yeah. roast someone that you don't love. Yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's done with love. It, love it used to be. And he every- got a lot of heat, by the way. Brady Hook got a lot of heat for his tenure there. Nobody played Ohio State tougher. Yeah. He's the last guy to win 11 games in a he season. He took it very, you know, he, he he was a guy that took the rivalry very serious. And I'm not, you know, Harbaugh, yeah. I'm sure does too, but. Uh, you know, he definitely took it very seriously, and I, I loved him as a coach. But everybody had a Hoke impression in the locker room. And but then yours was I the... used to make up bits, you know, because he would talk a lot about food. I mean, he would be serious. He'd be in team meetings, and he'd... Uh, what do you think you of know, potato he... skin? Yeah, yeah. He and would just like... be like, the winners get steaks, ribeyes, cooked medium well the way I like it. Losers get frank and beans. I'm talking to you, Mueller. I'm talking, you know, like spring game, you know. And he would be serious, though, talking about... He could, <laughs> You know, Mailer likes uh, those little those little wiener dogs wrapped yeah. in the the yeah. croissant. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Mailer yeah. likes it. You know, and he'd be he'd be looking around, going, "What? what is why did I he, ever say that? Why <laughs> is he even talking about these things? You know?" And he he was being kind of funny, but he was like, you know, it was tied in with the serious message. But he hilarious. So everybody would have an impression, and then when we'd get to team meetings, if we had a meeting at 8 a.m. You're there at seven forty five or seven fifty. Oh, yes. You're uh, if you, you're not there by seven forty, your phone's getting blown up. And, right. And, and then you get there and you? you're waiting for him to be there. You walk up to the podium and just start doing Yeah, hug. it'd be eight o'clock and it'd be eight oh two and he's still not in and the team would start Elliot, Elliot. And I'd be at first I was kinda like, Oh shoot. Like, yeah. But then I was like, Screw it, you know, he's not in here. I'd run up to the podium and I'd say, you know, I'd have a I'd have something You'd made improvise up. As yeah, him. yeah. It's I'd have great. something made up. I'd call out the Nard and Junior Hemingway and a few guys yeah. and be making fun of them. Then I'd go sit down. Then word got around to Hoke after a few times. Then he would come in sometimes, stare, look around. Elliot, you're up. Let's uh, go. Let's uh, go. Everybody. No. 
And then, you know, I started doing different coaches. I was trying to come out with the, the left hook and be like, they think I'm doing hook. Now I'm going to do a strength coach. And, and so, so that so was good. where I kind Barwis. of, you know, I never really did Barwis. It was just like, you know. Just yeah, yeah. He, like, he, he, was, yeah, he was real crazy. Super, he was real crazy. Yeah. He'd get, you know, get Gravely. your ass down to the ground, get stretched, and let's go. Everybody on the line. It's funny. You're, you're, you're tapping into, well, so what that does is it opens up. You're tapping into, okay, what are the characteristics about this person that make this person this person? Our friend, we have a good friend who's uh, been on this podcast many times, the batting stance guy, Gar Rhinus. He can do anyone's <laughs> batting stance. He's unbelievable. Yeah. The reasons he's, he's unbelievable is maybe not so much that he nails exactly the swing, although he, he gets- does close he gets the guy's shoulders as he's walking yeah like he gets the way stan musial's back gets arced a little bit as he's it's unbelievable what he picks on yeah and it shows a true understanding and certainly a true love of the person but that's what acting is if you're like okay so i just got this audition it's this guy and who is this guy well he's He's this type of a person, and you kind of mm-hmm. get a little bit of the breakdown through the You're dialogue. Like, oh, I, I, I was on the offensive line with another guy who is this guy. Yeah. I'm just going to walk in there and, and be do this guy. You know, yeah. I'm going to do an impression of my friend, and that's who I'm going to be in this guy. It's funny. I recently had one, uh, an audition uh, a month or so ago, and it was uh, more or less, it was like big, intimidating football guy, real, real over the top. And I'm like, okay, I know like 50 of these guys. So I just did an impression of that, and they're like, yeah, that was great, but we need. Uh, can you kick a football? And I go kick a football. You want the intimidating guy to be a kicker? kicker. And they're like, yeah, that's what we need. And isn't that so like, funny when they don't fucking get it like that? You're like, <laughs> who? Who was the? Who, yeah. Someone said, what movie was it? The fan. The fan, where it's like raining and oh, and, yeah. and, and, and raining, and then De Niro's they, in the stands, and they're like, so the next batter comes up uh, out of the dugout. out of the dugout, straight up to the plate. We're like, have you never been to a? Ba- <laughs> oh, this is a British director. No, yeah. they're in an on deck circle, dummy, yeah, and he's swinging up. a bat. It's like <laughs> you got it wrong. Like you completely got it wrong. So the biggest guy on the field unless you're talking about Sebastian Janikowski is not a kicker yeah, right <laughs> it's like you're, you and if you're doing that guy then he's smoking yeah yeah that's that's what uh that's what I was like well if they want a kicker and I I sent him a video of me kicking a little bit and they're like can you do that consi- I'm like I'm not going to make field goals all right I'm yeah, out just I'm not, you know you should get Kel- Helen Hunt she was like the <laughs> yeah. cheerleader quarterback uh well I wish you all the best of luck. I mean, I'm sure there there's always a, a need for like a big dude. If you can be, yeah. if you can be funny, if you can take that intimidating and twist it a little bit, you've got you're in a huge chance to to make money doing yeah. what you do out here. All right, well, let's get you. in. Some, let's get in some quick hits and talk about some things that happened. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw this, but uh, the 49ers radio broadcast yeah. guy. I want to know who's who. The, Tim Ryan, I guess. Yeah, they suspended Tim Ryan. Which, by the way, uh, that may be your Super Bowl this year. By the way, is a oh, redo yeah. of Harbaugh v. Harbaugh. You know, hopefully the lights don't go out, but yeah. you know what I mean. It's like it could be a redo of that, which was one of actually the most interesting uh, Super Bowls ever. Oh yeah, those two. But I think those teams and they played against each other. Like that is a great. That would be a fantastic Super Bowl. And for the 49ers to come from where they came from, oh, yeah. that, that would be incredible. That so, would be. So uh, Tim Ryan, he's I guess probably there's a Bay Area sports talk radio show. On Monday after the Ravens game, he said, uh, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, this is where he gets in trouble. He said, his skin is so dark. It's like, stop. The, stop. the second you start Someone saying Someone should have been like, stop. Shut the fuck stop up. Stop talking oh right now. His skin is so dark that his his uh, read option handoff is harder to detect Tact whether or not he's holding the Because the skin and the ball are closer to what hey, it by is. By the way, even if that's the case, don't say it. Yeah. Don't say it. 
You don't need to like you don't need to point that out. There's the quote. Yeah. He's really good at the fake Lamar Jackson, but when you consider his dark skin color with the dark football with the dark uniform, you could not see that thing. You said that on a radio show. S- try that out on your on your buddy. Try that out on your wife. Which is why you should always have like one person in, in your, your circle. We've always said this about athletes. <laughs> athletes should always hire if you're going to hire a posse and have a posse of people go around, uh-huh. have one no man. Yeah. Who? Hey, man, I'm gonna go. I'm thinking about saying uh, Lamar Jackson is really good at the read option because his skin is dark. Nope. nope. Don't do it. Nope. This yeah. is why that I got was you live on during staff. the game, wasn't it? Oh, no, he didn't. Uh, did oh. he say this during the game? Oh, I don't know. They're I... saying he said this on a Monday talk oh, show, okay, Mac okay. and Murphy. I kind of heard about Bay it. Area so show. he had time. So it wasn't in the moment. Jeez. He said, "I regret my choice of words in trying to describe the conditions of the game." That's no. not what you were trying to describe. That's not what you were trying to describe. Lamar Jackson is an MVP caliber player. I respect him greatly. I want to sincerely apologize to him and everyone else I offended. I like that. Solid apology. Solid apology. Sure. Like however, however, you're in San Francisco also. Mm-hmm. That's a town that's pretty <laughs> it's a progressive. Woke town right pretty there. Pretty aware. Yes. Like, yes, when you get into the world of sports, people turn into like cavemen and they go back to like some <laughs> old weird thing where it's tribal and you know. Yeah. But like, truthfully, in this day and age, in this moment in media, is your job to be a sports? By the caster? way, if you're white, you value your if you're job? white in anything today, in any media today, and you start to say, uh, "I think this guy has an advantage," stop, yeah, stop, talking. Not, stop talking, <laughs> stop not, talking. Not, not, not smart. Not good. All right. Uh, oh, I don't know if you've seen this. Have you ever seen uh, Russian? Is it Russian? I think it is Russian face slapping. Have you seen? Yes, that? yes. I recently saw. Well, I didn't know it was Russian, but right, I here's saw a, here's a the picture. world. Face slapping champion. That just face slapping and and again. Now you've been in the trenches, okay? You've been in the trenches with other guys. What are the yeah. tricks? Like the inner tricks. Like people get punched in the nuts all the time, right? Right. A nut Kicked, punch, punched, grabbed. It's yeah. so intimate. To lock arms with a guy, it's intimate. Yeah, you know, and it is very. Homoerotic. It's, it's, it's a little. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far, yeah. but it is very. Well, uh, it's a little. It's bit. a little uh, like you know you're. I guess you're like caveman instincts because it, when it's happening, I mean, you're doing anything to get this guy blocked. Now, I will say I've never – I don't think I've ever been intentionally hitting the balls, but I used to have my senior year. I had this beard that was super I long. remember that. And I remember D-Lineman for a while, and I wasn't going to cut it, but I remember D-Lineman would go up and, and get pull a piece it, of it. And, and I mean, it. that would be – some of the worst pain, you know, it's like yeah. you're getting your hair pulled in your face and it was like... Even if they're not trying to do it, they're just putting their hand up there to like... Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know, but you get you get your shoulder pads and it's like, man, that would that would hurt. But but another one too is when you see D-linemen jump up and pat, you know, try to knock down a pass. They're not getting there, so they're just doing this. You always have to be ready. If they start to jump, that's when you you might hit them in the balls or in the in the gut, which will keep them from jumping up and trying high to pass. That's right. so, so that's something you see if you watch NFL and you see a guy knock down a pass, you'll see a lineman hit him in the gut because now he'll be like, okay, I'm not maybe I'm not, not going to jump Same up thing if a guy thing. spins the D ends on the outside on the yeah. tackles and tries to spin in and you see the guard just light him up. Same thing. It's like they do that. You do that intentionally, so next time don't spin. Yeah, yeah. Stay, there you, know, you go. There's, there's the all little games like that. So but. slapping to me feels more intimate than punching someone. You know what I mean? It's just like Ugh. open hand. It feels like it feels right, Jay. Doesn't it feel? It like does. Like, it feels very intimate. It's a which lot. I, I don't think you're allowed to do in college, but I know when I joined Arena, it was like they had their own set of rules. Really? <laughs> it was like it really was like a and they go every every West. play as the center, you have to slap the guy across. We go really. Every they go night. so you you literally snap and s- snap and, and it, slap. Yeah, and guys would hate it, so they would start to do it back to you as the center. They would jump your count and slap, and it, it right, is so not I'm fun. I'm going to show you it this right fun. now. 
This is the world slapping champion from last year gets knocked out. Watch this. One slap. Oh, oh my oh, god. Put him Goes right down. to sleep. Put him to sleep. Put him to sleep. And I the other guy, the guy feels that slapped so bad. him, he's like, hey, it's just a competition. So the other thing about this Friendly is that there's so many people standing around very close to it. Like who who aren't a part of it. It's not like they're coaches. Just a lot of and, you get the and guy in the tuxedo. Very, very few people go to this guy's aid. I don't like this. No, oh, I could just, not do that. It's That's a super violent. We live in a time where that is a sport that is televised somewhere. All right, finally, oh. finally, a brief encounter. Uh, fighter wins SEA Games gold after underwear row. Okay, so a Filipino national martial artist is prepared to give up his chance of winning a Southeast Asian Games title because he didn't want to wear underpants under his traditional loincloth. If you are wearing a loincloth, like, you may think it's okay to have your junk just flapping in the breeze. We don't. Like, that, that gives you the advantage. Uh, didn't, like, did, someone told me that, like, linemen would shit themselves just, just to, like... It, uh, it's, it's common for guys to, to piss themselves. Mark, I think Mark Schlereth is the famous guy that would. That it's, I, I'm pretty sure. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm no. pretty sure he would. I don't want to put. I don't want to put urine in his pants on this one. But <laughs> but I think he was the one that said he would shit himself. You know, he goes, I can't play football if I have to shit. So if it's the first half, I'll shit. Change my change my pants at halftime, and if it's the second half, I'll, I'll do it again. You know, I don't want to be having to shit, and I'm trying to block some guy. It's like. Or it's probably freeing in some way I to just seen, let it all go. Oh yeah, now I I will admit that I've done it at practice before, and, and when I was at Michigan, they used to just kind of you grab a couple trainers or something, and they'd hold up towels. If you ever see them at towels, there's like the the gutters yeah. on the sideline. You just but now I, I forget where I was, but I saw like they had like a pop up toilet. It's like an inflatable, and you just go over and press a button. I don't know if it was Alabama or something, but I saw it on TV where they. Or on bar stool or something, yeah. and it just shh, op- pops up, un- unzip the door, walk in like a go down, and like a James like, Bond type yeah, thing. Yeah, but or it's whatever. on the sideline. Yeah. Okay, and so you're peeing into a hole in the ground, basically a drain. I I, I don't I know what I mean. What it's literally do. laying flat, and it inflates like a tent, and it just shh, and then there's a door here, and it's. I mean, I'm sure you can look it up, but. I was like, all right, well, now they have that. See, there's new technology uh, that that would have been better. Back when I was in college, it was just get a few people to hold up a towel for you. But you're a martial artist, okay? (laughs) You're not like a chess player. If you're a chess player that didn't want to (laughs) wear underwear, people would be like, all right, fine. fine." But you're going to be jumping around and throwing, there'll be be high kicks and stuff. We don't need to see that stuff. Yeah, I don't want to see that. You're going to be sweating. You're not going to smell I'm all about freedom. But this to me feels like when you're free, when you're at, when your freedom gets in my face. So wait, this guy was saying he did not want to wear the underwear. So, so he, he, almost, like, he, he almost, and he won. He went on to win gold at the SEA game. Sans underwear. But no, I think he ultimately maybe put the underwear on. But he was arguing at first that I'm not going to do it. It's, it's like, almost you're like be you can't. You know how like you can't put me in a box. You can't <laughs> yeah, put yeah, underwear yeah. on me. And then, of course, Kid they did. And it's like, if you want to win. So that's the thing. If you want to win this game, I understand. If you don't want to wear underwear, go be a part of a nudist colony. And you'll be so happy. Go to a nudist. No one, go to no a nudist. Beach. You go, go be, the, be the martial arts champion at a nude beach. beach. <laughs> if you want to be in these games. They're it's are, not important to you. So, there's rules. so I think this speaks to a larger issue of something that happened recently. And this will be the last thing we'll talk about before we, before we let you go. Uh, the rules matter. And I think that's part of what made people so upset about the Miles Garrett thing with uh, Mason Rudolph is that there there was a line like we all know that like we all mm-hmm. know that in baseball a guy is holding a weapon that's a bat yeah so if a pitcher throws a projectile 
a batter at any given time could run out to the mound and swing a baseball bat as hard as he can and just dis- and kill yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kill that's somebody, somebody break kill. an arm, shatter a leg, yes. whatever. Like end somebody's like career in life. Yes. And in football, you have this hard shell helmet yeah. with metal on it. Like even if a guy is taunting you on the ground, even if a guy is yelling racial slurs at you, even if a guy is teasing you and saying horrible things to you. Is it ever worth taking his helmet or your helmet off and bashing his head in? Yeah, no, that's... He definitely crossed the line. Yeah, yeah, you could kill somebody. I mean, I think naturally in football you're going to see fights because you're, you're, like I said, you're... Your adrenaline's up. Yeah, you kind of... Your instincts are like... By the way, you're halfway to a fight right in terms of when the thing hit... When you guys hit each other at the beginning. So I've seen tons of fights, and then afterwards, guys are kind of like, hey, you know, we were just in... It was intense. It's It's all good or whatever, you know? And uh, so, yeah, to take off your helmet, or or anytime you see a guy that's like, you know, there's about to be a fight, and a guy takes off his helmet, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Keep the helmet on. Leave it on. Don't you want to... Exactly. So it's like, yeah, you could totally kill someone without. They don't so have he, a helmet. Even, so a them. guy who played the game felt like when you saw that, you're like, oh, whoa, dude, that was way yeah. too far. Yeah, because because when a guy also Mason Rudolph shouldn't have gone after him. Like, don't oh, yeah, go, yeah. don't go after him with your helmet off. Like, run to the side. You're not gonna. No one's ever gonna call you a pussy because you ran to the side <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's holding your helmet. Yeah. Like he didn't get the best of you. You just go beat him on the next play. Yeah, you have to be smart. It's like, geez, and that and that's the same thing with like uh, Pouncey and the other offensive lineman yeah. that defended him. I was kind of like, yeah, I don't blame him. You know, yeah. like that's what you're supposed to do as an offensive lineman is at all costs. But when you see a guy without his helmet on, like. And you're, you're, you can't, like, you, you have can't, his helmet. You're you swinging can't it swing at him. it at him. You can't swing it Oof, at him. No, no man. All right, crazy. crazy town. All right, this is Love Fuzz, Ty Siegel. Uh, thank you, Elliot Mueller. Follow you on the, you on the Twitters, the Elliot Mueller? I'm on Instagram. Instagram. At E.W. Mueller. You can find me on there. So. And uh, we'll look for E-M-E-A-L-E-R. Thank you so much for enlightening us and just telling us just the inside stuff about it's just fascinating to dudes who never played but loved sports so much. It's just great to hear an inside oh, voice on it. Absolutely. And good luck to you on all the stuff that you're doing. Uh, when we come back, Jerry Jones, you know, he was on a radio show and he kind of talked some smack at people. We're going to get his smack talk on us. We'll see. On the other side of this break, it's View from the Cheap Seat. Stay with us. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, as promised, we are going to have a brief conversation with Jerry Jones, who, you know, the Cowboys have kind of gone off the rails. Uh, and then as a result, he's been going off the rails a little bit in radio interviews. Let's let's find out. We have a pipeline to the man, so let's find out what's we do. Really going We're going to find out right now, right? Oh, hello. Uh, Jerry Jones, it's the Sklar Brothers here. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine. I'm doing just fine. Okay. Uh, well, well, wow, a little defensive right yeah, off the bat. All he said was, "How are you what, doing?" What do you, hold on. What do you mean defensive? What does that mean? You mean like a defensive lineman? No, no. We because were just... I take offense. I take offense at your defensive suggestion. I trump you. Okay. Well, listen. Right. You. Uh, we Fine. heard. No, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Both of you. Both of you. Hold on now. Boy, you guys are just like a couple of wild hogs out of the gate. Now, just calm down. Get your damn act together, both of you, because you started this call, as anybody who's listening, and I don't know who that would be. Uh, God Lots knows Jerry Jr. tries, but okay, he right. can't figure out how to get the phone working. But look, okay, yeah. Jerry Jr. can't figure is, out how to get the phone We're going to have a good call here okay. this morning, but okay. y'all need to 
both of you settle yourselves down. Maybe that's how you did when you were babies. You'd soothe each other. Yeah. I don't know how twins work. We did soothe each other know, in the womb a little bit. That's actually a great point. Well, so, I'm, I'm, yeah, all right, good. Jerry, Mr. Jones, so you you got on. I know you. this has been a frustrating season for you. I mean, you are in first place. Let's let's start with saying that you guys, you you're in first place. Yes, we are in first place. I'm glad that you can read. Well, but you're not. But I'm sure this isn't the season you wanted or expected with Zeke. Oh, and back. what is the season? Hold on, hold. On. There you go. So you're getting the, getting the cat out of your pants again. Now, no, hold on. there's no what cat do you mean? in my pants. What do you mean? What do you mean? This isn't the season that I wanted. What season do you think I wanted from your perspective of the needs and desires that the owner of the world's greatest football team needs? What do you uh, think? Well, I, I thought you we would. thought you would have wanted to have a better record, had a higher winning percentage, home field advantage in the playoffs. If you yeah, go through. You you thought this, you thought that. If I had a dime for every thought you had, well, I'd almost have as much money as I have for every thought Jerry Jr. has, and that's not a lot. Okay. Let me tell you well, what you I didn't think. Know you let me talk, let me talk in the present, all right, rather than you uh, philosophizing right. and waxing, uh, uh, you know, all that stuff. What I'm saying is, let's talk about the present. Uh-huh. What we have right now is a number one team, yes. But can we improve? Of course we can. Am I happy with the coach? I can't stand him. Uh-huh. I hate him. Okay? Now, look. Does that mean I'm going to fire him immediately? Maybe. Well, I don't know, uh, potentially. Yeah. But what I can tell you is that that's what I would categorize in the problem column. Now, yeah. what's in the solution column there you is go. what's more interesting to talk about to me. So why don't you ask me a controlled question that I'll feed to you right now. Hey, Jerry, uh, who are you looking at for a possible replacement for the coach that you may or may not get rid of? Go. Hey, Jerry, who, who, are you looking at? who are you looking for for a possible coach that you may or may not get rid of? Well, first of all, let me compliment you on the way, uh, not only that you phrased the question, uh, but the thoughtfulness that went behind it. All right. Uh, what I'm, what I'm looking uh, for in a coach, uh, I've already seen it, and it's the future, it's tomorrow, it's today, and it's years to come, and that coach's name is Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley is your coach? He's playing for the Buffalo Bills. A player Bills. coach on another team. Well, if you want to call that playing, uh, that is a subject. They're 9-3. and three. They're, I, doing, or they're doing a lot better than you are. Well, I have talked to Terry Pagula, and I've talked to Sean McDermott, who's uh-huh. the coach. Yeah. And uh, and we all agree that Cole's best playing days were back here in Dallas. They're behind He him had now. good days He with can't really run that well. He can't catch that well. He can't. Let him go. Well, he's got a good sense for football is what I think. Okay. And so we are going to, you know me, I like to do things big. I said the yeah. things bigger in Texas. Yep. So I am here to make a pre-pre-announcement. That's uh-huh. two pre's. Uh-huh. That if we are to get rid of the coach that I can't stand, I love the man. If we are going to get rid of that man, uh-huh. uh, the, 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 the red-headed uh, letdown, uh-huh. then I will tell you. No, no. By the way, no offense to Leon, let he never let me down. He never what did, even when he is, screwed up. You no, know, he messed no, up. No, yeah. no that was no. That's been digitally altered. That didn't happen. Yeah. Didn't Wait, happen. hold that's on fake, a second. Which fake, one? That's FFN fake football news. <laughs> Which fake, football right, news? This Which is, one? This Both. is not FFN. This okay. is TRU right here. Okay. <laughs> we are going to bring him in for a worldwide record announcement uh-huh. that he will be the youngest player coach in the history of the NFL. Player coach. So he's got to yes. he's got to call the plays on the sideline, communicate with the defensive coordinator, and then also run the plays. Now look, when you say it, uh, it sounds harder than it really is going to be. Okay, because you're put you're adding all kinds of fuzzy math and things. There's no fuzzy math. I, I just explained what it's going to be, Jerry. Well, look, 
I've seen Rudy. I know what, what okay. what's possible. Rudy was not the coach. He was a guy who walked on at the end, <laughs> made for up. Christ's sake. It's a made up. All I know is that he was a diminutive little man Yep. in a football suit, and yep. people love that. Football it's like a, it's like the anti-Santa. They like a skinny little yeah. uh, uh, white guy running around catching football right. and makes them feel better you know about themselves. Okay. His race has nothing so, to do with it. Now, what, we, look, look, now, if you guys, another thing, you guys are down, like, don't. Don't ever doubt Jericho. You yeah. remember Project Jericho from, gosh, must have been eight, nine years ago now, yeah. which is where I cloned myself. Yeah. I cloned myself. Uh-huh. Well, we are going to clone Cole Beasley. Oh, okay. So that, oh, that okay. makes so sense. It's a Cole Beasley clone. He will, be, he will be the receiver coach, the running coach, the QB coach, the caterer. Uh, well, you're going to clone him several times. It. All right, fine. I oh, look. Yeah, it'll be like Michael Keaton in Multiplicity. We're okay. going to try to keep him from getting two down seven or eight down the line. But, All right. Well, you know, if he's that Jerry Jr., it only took one copy. And I know that's all an right. issue. All right. Well, listen. That you makes sense. Both of you guys just calm down. All right. We're, we're, we're calm. calm. We're all. Everyone here is calm. You. I've already had to slap you back in line before, and okay. if you're able to do it. Maybe you can pull yourself together and then this call in a right-headed manner because right now I just don't even know why you're getting so worked okay. up. Okay. Well, Jerry, look, stay off talk radio. Thank we you. We appreciate for, you for, for coming insight. here. Good I'm, luck with the Cole, good luck with the Cole Beasley project. What's this? Talk talk internet? I don't even know it's what talk this is. It's talk podcasting. Talk podcasting. All right, Jerry. Thank you. Well, Thank you, yeah. sir. Thank good you luck. so much. Good luck to you. And how about them uh, six and seven Cowboys? Well, if we don't, if it doesn't work out with Cole, just let you know. We have a backup. Danny White and Bob Lilly, we're going to call it the Lilly White Combo. Oh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's how you end the call. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. We'll talk to you. Bye. There you go, Jerry Jones. All right, so Jerry had, I don't know if the Cole Beasley experiment works. I really don't know. But it could work for the first time. That's the name of this song. For the first time. Best Coast. Hey, guys, if you're in Los Angeles, want to remind you, we're going to be at Flappers this Sunday doing a headlining set of comedy. Sunday night. Maybe Elliot Miller will be on Maybe Elliot Miller will be in the stands. You never know. Stands? The stands. <laughs> yeah. It's cheering you Stadium on. seating. Yeah, it'll be cheering. There's a little raised back area. <laughs> All right, fine. So you could be in the raised part of the back. But Miller I, may be in the house. Miller may be in the house. Dan Van Kirk's doing comedy. Amy Miller's doing comedy. It's going to be a great show. 7 o'clock and uh, Sunday the 15th. Go to supersquires.com. You can see all of our shows, including the live Dumb People Town at Fest that we're doing on January 17th at the Marines Memorial Theater. Amy Mann, Ted Leo, gonna be guests, and then we're gonna have a big guest there too. They're gonna be playing music. Check it out. Uh, we love you guys. Punch Waterfalls. Thank you to Elliot Miller at Chris Cox Vox. Follow him, and we are out. This is what they- A podcast network.